0: This is the third in a series on Jesus raising up Lazarus from the dead. So we just begin where we left off, but let me briefly recount a couple of things that lead right into this that you will recall. Both Mary and Martha have expressed mildly a disappointment in Jesus that he wasn't there. Earlier than that, we saw that Christ deliberately delayed two days before he went and he told his disciples. That the sickness of Lazarus was for the glory of God. Himself being just days from his crucifixion and resurrection, Christ, God in the flesh, is filled with emotion. Probably his closest friends outside the group of the disciples, Mary, Martha, Lazarus. One of them dead. The other two mildly disappointed in Christ, but beyond that, seeming to express a limit on the power Of the son of God in that they said. If you'd only been here, but now he's dead. Christ said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes on me. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. And then she responded, I know he'll be raised in the last day. Still seeming to doubt. The deity of Christ, the power of God, here just days from his own crucifixion and death, burial and then resurrection. The power of God is about to be on display unlike at any other time in his ministry. Last time we we met the entombed Lazarus. Not going to go through that again. But he was he was in a decomposing mess four days we talked about that jesus himself overwhelmed with emotion with, with an emotion that brought him to a kind of weeping that entailed at least three other Emotions, Three emotions wrapped into one. As that last section ended in verse, what is that? Verse 38. In verse 37, John 11. Noticing how Christ was weeping said, look how he loved him. And then among their circle they were saying, and this is the last sentence before we get to this because it sets what we're about to see here. They were saying, couldn't a man who restored sight to a blind man have kept this man from dying? All kinds of emotions here But it seems, and we'll see this more as we get into the language of the text, because we're going to see, we're going to see God maybe in a fashion we've never really thought about before. This is God in the flesh, Jesus Christ. At the beginning of John's gospel, in him was life. And this life's the light of men. John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. I am the life. There would be no life if there was no Christ. (laughs) There would be nothing, no existence of any kind, no creation, no universe, no life. But for the power of this one who stands in their midst, and there is innuendo and doubt everywhere. And so the crowd who came with Mary to weep further with her were even saying, He should have been here. This guy could restore the blind of that guy, the, the sight of the blind guy who had never seen, and he could have kept him from dying. It's as though that's as far as the power of Christ would go. So we have to rely heavily on the original language here for us to get even a further understanding of the setting. We're going to see in the language that the people are actually shunning Jesus. They're avoiding just, just turning their backs. He comes around, they turn their backs on him. They're taking up from Mary and Martha that he just didn't come. He wasn't there. And Lazarus died. We'll see that in a slide or two here. They're mumbling and saying, well, he could have helped him, but he just wasn't here. As though this is the end of the power of God. As though death is greater than the one who is the life. So I want you to to take note here. Because this first sentence sets the tone for the rest of the story here in these slides that we're going to look at. Therefore, Jesus, okay, what's happening? We'll see in another slide too, they're turning their backs they're, they're trying to avoid him. They're just, they're just ticked off at him. You know, they're just, uh, he's, you know, what good is he? The sisters themselves doubting his power Disappointed in him. His friend dead. The enemy of death invaded ranks that were so close to him in his life on earth. Therefore, Jesus, again being deeply moved in himself, stay with me here. This is an important part of this scene. Being deeply moved, I have it highlighted in the Greek up there. Embrymomenos. Embrymomenos. Here's what it means. It means Anger. It is a word that is used to describe a snorting, angry horse who has laid his ears back. I've had horses before. Many of you, I'm sure you have as well. And the horse is about to be very unpleasant when he begins to snort in a certain way, shake his head in a certain way, and put his ears back. This is not a pleasant time. To be with a horse. Another description. Would be a wolf. Whose fur is bristled. And whose teeth are shining in a snarl. And he's angry. Angry. Seething. With anger. This is the state of mind. Jesus is in. Therefore Jesus. Jesus. Being deeply moved in himself. Now that this whole phrase here. Abdomonus there. In himself. This is a reflexive action in the Greek text. Okay. And it's in the present tense. Which means this description. The present means it goes on and it's continuous. So this is the attitude. This is the mindset. This is the emotion of Jesus. All the way through this thing. All that we're going to see. They're avoiding him, they're shunning him, they're blaming him, they're disappointed in him and they are daring to doubt his power. And Jesus is angry. It is as though Jesus is saying, I've had all of this I'm gonna take. That's enough. My guess is his eyebrows were furrowed His mighty eyes were sharply focused. Perhaps his face, a tinge of red with anger. His teeth gritting. And Jesus sets the tone and in that comes to the tomb. Angry. Angry at death. Angry at the devil. Angry because of the doubts of the sisters whom he loved, the sisters of Lazarus. Angry because he has been rejected by the the nation, by the leaders of Israel. They have seen the works of the Father come forth from his hand, thousands of them, tens of thousands. John even says at the end of the gospel, there's no way all the books in the world could contain what Jesus did. Power after power, demonstration after demonstration. This won't be the first person that he'd raised from the dead, but the other two were freshly dead. They had just died. This man is decomposing already. Cast out demons. Create limbs where there were no limbs. To curse a tree and make it wither. To stop a storm and still the sea. To do all that he has done. Nothing had denied his power. And now he stands before a sealed tomb. And the setting is awkward. And God has had enough. So, now it was a cave and a stone was lying against it. Now I, want you to, I want you to follow the crux and the timber of the language here. Jesus said, let me go back up to the Greek. And the word is lege. It's a discourse. It's a simple discussion. Probably holding back his emotion." Jesus stands before the tomb and gives a command. Take away the stone. Nobody moves. Because the sister objects. The family would be in charge of the tomb. Martha, the sister of the one having died, said to him, Lord, he stinks, for it is already four days this adds to the emotion of Jesus he just said God almighty had just said take away the stone nobody moves the sister objects this is really not appropriate Jesus he's decomposed it's going to be horrible inside that little cave there Jesus gets snippy. Maybe a better word, I don't know. But look, he said, Didn't I say to you that if you should believe, you will see the glory of God? Didn't I say that? Ooh. The glory of God. It is the essence of the manifestation of the nature of God. Glory of God. It's not just. It's not just light and glory. And all of that. It's not just. Brilliance. And shining. It's. It's a pillar of fire. It's a, it's a smoke. It's, it's, it's a cloud. It's. It's thunder, it's an earthquake. It's 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 a mighty rumble. In the case of Jesus, it was myriads of angels who showed up proclaiming glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. This was a manifestation of the nature of God, the essence of the nature of God. This was his glory. And then, of course, on the transfiguration, another manifestation was that The essence of the Christ just turned into brilliance. So, there are many ways to see the glory of God. May I say to you, believer, we should recognize this and understand it. We see, I know I have, we see the glory of God manifested in our lives every day. The divine sovereign hand of God. I can look back on life and I have come to so many forks in the road. How in the world was it that I was moved to take the path of blessing because of the manifestation of the glory of God in my life? It's not a miracle, it's not like miracles. It is the essence of the nature of God attending to me, his sovereign hand, the glory of God. Jesus said, didn't I tell you, if you should believe, you will see the glory of God? So then what did she do? She would have looked at the crowd and she would have nodded to some of those guys Take the stone away. Now, Jesus is still in something of a bad mood. I don't know if that's the right way to say it or not. And you see the word said. I told you the other one was legate, it was a discourse. Jesus said, Take away the stone. This is a different word for talking, for saying, for said. happen." It is a powerful word to bid, as though to bid a command. Now this is the son talking to the father. And he doesn't make a request. He simply in a very sharp and absolute tone, thanks the father. But we're going to see on down here that the whole thing is in such a voice that it is said loud enough so that everybody hears it. You ever been in a meeting where some guy starts praying? And in his prayer, he scolds people and he, you know, he just does all kind of stuff in his prayer. You ever been to one? I have, oh man. Well, God the Son is not like here, it is le-pe. it is a different word. He is speaking with an authoritative word to the Father because the Father has already granted this to him. Therefore, he can say it like this, but it can come out as a command. Why? For those who are there. All right, let's look at this. Loud voice now. Really irritated. Jesus says, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I always knew that you hear me. But I said it because of the crowd standing around. Now there's that word, standing around. tota, tota, It means that they were kind of shuffling around, and when Jesus came close, they just turned away. They didn't want. They shunned him. That's what the word means. I'm I'm saying this prayer, Father, thanking you that you've heard me, knowing that you've always heard me, always hear me, but I'm coming forth with this prayer to you, Father, so that this bunch of bums who are trying to shun me will believe that you sent me. That's how it's going. Jesus... Disgusted and angry is making a proclamation. They even hesitated on taking the stone away. And having said, there's a word again, Ipon, in a little different tense, same word. In a, in a word of like a command, to bid a command. Now, another word. He cried out in a loud voice. Okay, so. Phonet in a voice. Megale, loud. ekroskison he cried out. He yelled, he shouted. Top of his voice. Yeah, just a big, loud yell. As powerful as he could make his voice. Now, this is God. Listen to me. This is God speaking to death. He cried out in a loud voice. Lazarus come forth. You've heard it said. He had to identify Lazarus because there wasn't enough food at the table for the rest of them. A a, God, angry with unbelief, angry with his own because he came to his own and they didn't receive him, angry because he knew that though they would proclaim him king at the beginning of the week, they would crucify him at the end of the week, angry that there was ever a fall, angry that there was a serpent, angry that there was an old devil who lies Angry because it brought death upon all, even those who are the elect of God. Angry! And so he looks into the face of death, cried out in a loud voice, voice of God confronting death. The netherworld of Hades would have been shaken. There would have been a quake, I'm sure. The flames there would have flared higher for a moment. The fallen angels reserved in Tartarus, the lower section of Hades, according to Peter, would have been trembling and screaming, asking, "Oh, Holy One of Israel, is this the time? A noise would shake the pillars and foundations of the netherworld of the unsaved dead. But the breath of God would have gone forth as a mighty strong wind. You know what life is according to the Bible? It's the breath of God. It's the Ruach in the Old Testament. It's the Numa in the New Testament. God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life. He, ruach, he spirited man and man became a living soul. The spirit, Solomon says, goes back to God who gave it. There's There's a number to the breaths of life that I will take and when I've breathed my last one, the spirit, the breath that God had given me goes back to God who gave it to me. And while there was fear and shaking and quaking In the netherworld of the unsaved dead, a mighty, glorious, beautiful wind of God blew through Paradisus, the paradise of God. There was one guy there, probably sitting with some old acquaintances, outfitted and robed in an intermediate state, who had been there four days. And it was his name. And in the instant of the cry, Lazarus would have disappeared from paradise. And in that instant, his spoiled body would be restored and healed. You see, this is a resurrection of restoration. It's not a resurrection of glorification. We will experience the resurrection of glorification at the resurrection of the just in a time yet to come. But this was a demonstration of the power of God. A decomposed body. A brain that had mostly turned to powder. A heart that had hardened and dried internal organs that had begun to decompose and consume themselves with the bacteria that was there and a stench that was natural to the decomposing. In the call of God, he healed him from his death. Christ now this is a gospel according to Charles you can take it or leave it what did he say he said he said to her he said uh, you know didn't I tell you did I not tell you if you believed you would see the glory of God God the glory of God God Lazarus, come forth. Lazaré, Duro, Exo. Exit. Come out of that place. The one, having been dead, came forth. His feet and hands. Being bound with linen strips and his face wrapped up in a headcloth. Now, Jesus said to them, We're back to the original word, which is a calmer word. It's not epi, it's legi. So Jesus said, Legi a tois, Jesus. Jesus said, Lege, just said, this is a discourse. He's back to the word that we used at first. The wrath of God upon unbelief and death and doubt, innuendos, veiled accusations, now. The glory of God has been accomplished. And this. Sense of anger. Leaves him. And we come back to the original word. Jesus said to them. Unbind him. And allow him to go. Let me tell you this. At this point, there would have been a cloud of dust at the people scrambling to do what Jesus said. They hesitated at first when he said to take back the stone, remove the stone. Christ in his indignation comes down on this event And makes them to see the glory of God. Unbind him and allow him to go. Therefore many of the Jews having come to Mary. And having seen what he did. Believed in him. Believed in him. He had said before they ever left to go to Bethany to his disciples, The illness of Lazarus is to the glory of God. He said to the sisters regarding a decomposing, four day dead Lazarus, This is for the glory of God. And the glory came forth. The demonstration, the display of power that belongs only to God. In him was life. And his life is the light of men. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. A moment to strengthen the faith of his disciples. To in one last time display the power of God that came forth from him. To undergird the message that he had been preaching and teaching for three years. He's God. And that the traditions of men and the works of man cannot save you. You must have faith in the Savior. He is all powerful to save you. And to keep you saved. And many therefore, what? Believed in him. Before we complete our service, we're going to have an observation of the Lord's Supper.